Hello and welcome to the Events Insight, bringing you illuminating tales from our exciting and diverse events industry. With over 40 years combined experience, we've worked far and wide and across multiple sectors in this fabulous world of events, and we've met some amazing businesses and many fantastic characters. We want to share their stories with you, how they got into events, what they've learned on the way, and why they're still here now. We aim to entertain, enlighten, and hopefully inspire others to join this amazing industry. The fact that Ellen and I are from different backgrounds and running our own distinct businesses highlights the collaborative approach that we and many of our peers have found to be invaluable and how important these relationships will continue to be. We hope you enjoy our conversations. So, welcome to the Events Insight. Ellen and I thought it would be a good idea to let you know what it's all about and where the idea came from. So, Jack, where did the idea come from? Um, I still don't re- really understand what we're doing. Um, <laughs> we, When lockdown hit, um, I did a, a lot of thinking, uh, tried to remain positive um, and was doing quite a bit of coaching, both peer support and some informal support with um, with new graduates from from the event industry, and I, I kept getting asked the question, "Why don't you do a podcast?" But who would want to listen to me on a podcast? You know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not a voice for radio. You know, so why would I ever want to do a podcast? Um, but I've done a couple of guest speaks, a couple of um, podcasts for other people, and and I kept getting bugged about the idea in terms of with with the contacts I have. Um, you could really guide and help others. Did people listen to those? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which and, and I got some positive feedback from it. Um, but there's still that nervousness in terms of to really put jump in two feet. So I did a lot of thinking, um, got a lot of advice, spoke to a number of people, as you well know, um, yeah. and decided to put in some ground rules for if this was going to happen. Uh, the ground rules being I wanted it to be positive. I didn't want to talk about the here and now. The last thing that anyone wants to hear about is more discussions about politics and COVID and what's happening with our events industry. So I didn't want to do that. There's enough people talking about that. Yeah. The other one was I was only going to do it if I found the right co-host. Um, and look what I ended up with. So, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I wanted to make sure that the podcast was a conversation rather than an interview. Um, the other ones was I wanted to draw on the skills of people that we'd began relationships with during lockdown, not those that we already had relationships with, the new relationships that we had. So we'll discuss a little bit about that of all the people that have helped uh, make this become a reality as we as we continue chatting. Yeah, and then it was. It was to become a, an enjoyable experience, hopefully, where someone actually learned something from the podcast or or they at least finished listening with a smile on the face because it was bringing memories for them in terms of events that they'd actually worked on in the past. So that's kind of where the idea came from. Well, if nothing else, I think we've learned quite a lot from it. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> anyone who wants to do a podcast, there's a lot of learning to do. Um, but come on then, when I when I first approached you and said, Ellen, I've got an idea that I think you'd be perfect for. What, what was your true reaction? Fear, panic. Um, it's weird, though, isn't it, over the last few months, um, 
lots of lots of ideas have come up loads of people have had ideas which is one of the great things to come out of this this situation we found ourselves in um and then when you said you've got an idea like I said it was oh god what what now and um when you first suggested it my initial thoughts were oh my god no way who'd want to listen to me and then I thought well why not what the hell what have you got to lose and I know that I'm in good hands with you because you'll make sure it works no pressure obviously um (laughs) and I'll just like go with the flow hopefully and see what happens um I like a challenge I like being out of my comfort zone I like saying yes to things first and then panicking later and great things come out of things like that so thank you for asking me and I'm sorry you couldn't find the perfect host but here I am well the the other thing is is the the thing I realized was is we're not going to be doing a lot of the talking hopefully you know, because the whole idea is, you know, with some of the names that we've got on the list of people to uh, to come on and join us, I know that we're not going to be doing a lot of the talking. We may be prod, <laughs> we may be prodding and asking questions, but some of the experience and some of the stories that some of our guests have, you know, we'll be we'll be enjoying the conversation just as much as hopefully some of our listeners are. Yeah, it'll be like herding cats a little bit, which is what you kind of get good at when you're in the events industry. So come on, I think it might be quite useful for people to know in terms of a little bit about us. You know, um, we're talking about the events industry. So what gives us the the position to be able to say we're, we Your can destiny. talk about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, along those lines, you know, why would anyone think that we have contacts in our phone that are relevant for them to listen to? So I'll let you go first. Give us a little bit of your background in terms of what was your what was your journey into events and uh, and what have you been doing? Um, well, like most things in my life, um, it was slightly accidental, um, and yeah, I got into it through uh, a role I had. I've always sort of done PR, marketing, salesy type roles, and events naturally fits into that. And uh, I had a role with a trade association who ran events as part of their main revenue. So it was quite a big thing. And it was a baptism of fire. Um, That was way back in, oh God, early 2000s. Um, Loved it though, absolutely loved it. Um, You learn to think on your feet. So many things can go wrong and indeed do. And you're often described as, as, what's that analogy where you're like a swan gliding along on the surface, but underneath you're kicking like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, or um, the iceberg effect. You that, know, yeah. people only get people only get to see the nice, nice yeah. tip of the iceberg, but all the work that goes on prior to that event is all underneath. Yep, and during um, and after as well. But um, and it's that kind of buzz you get that that it's it's a proper project, the beginning, a middle, and an end, um, and you're constantly having to deal with all sorts of different things. You never know what's going to be thrown at you, so it's really exciting. Um, and at the time you don't necessarily think you're loving what you're doing, but afterwards you look back and you just think that was brilliant. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, some of the experiences that we've had, both of us, you know, in terms of our careers are what shape us, you know, as individuals. And, you know, I've always talked passionately about this industry, um, you know, in terms of I'm a second generation of a venter. Oh, you know, yeah. my father... My father was in the industry um, for, for since I was walking, you know, since I started to toddle. Um, my father was in the industry. I remember some of his early journeys. He used to run the Sabutio World Cup when the, that was such a thing. You know, I can, yeah, I can remember seeing wow. some of, 
Yeah, I can remember seeing some of the early photos in terms of his time with that. And, you know, so I've been brought up with events. Um, I remember, you know, the Nokia Mobira City Man phone coming out. Can you remember those big bricks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, our, our, our family car at the time was an Isuzu Trooper with, uh, with, with the logos all over it because he was doing a roadshow for them at the time. So, yeah, my, my background in events is, is as early as I can, uh, you know, I remember. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was always going to happen. You know, I, although I did work within the public sector, um, as well as the private sector, that was more because I wanted to be a rounded eventer. You know, that because yeah. there's different different views people have in terms of events depending on where they work at the minute. So I've worked in the public sector, I've worked in education, running events in education, and and now we're into the private sector. And I've been fortunate that it has taken me on a journey to some wonderful places around the world. Yeah. Um and without those experiences and without the contacts I've made. I don't think I'd be the person that I am today. No, no. I mean, I suppose my background as well, I've, I've, it's all been corporate. It's never been sort of private events, but I've done lots of organised and managed, delivered conferences, um, dinners, conferences and dinners, exhibitions and stuff, and also um, helping companies to exhibit at other people's events. I've done a lot of overseas work with there, so it's taken me all over the place. And that's part of the excitement there are new places and new countries new things to go wrong new challenges to deal with new problems to overcome um but that's what keeps it interesting and I don't know whether you set you go back quite a way if you're talking about the old phone that was a brick the Nokia thing but do you think things have changed that much I know technology's changed um but do you think we still have the same sorts of challenges or are they different I think um the market has become bigger. I think people look outside their own backyard now. You know, I think I think the the world is an easier place to get around nowadays to what it was then. I think communication has changed. Mm. I think the way that we market and the way that we are able to transfer messages has, have changed. Yeah. But if you're talking to me in terms of do I think events have changed in terms of the basic principles I don't think the basic principles have changed. No. I think, you know, what you were chatting about before in terms of there always being a start, middle, and end, you know, when we come to developing an event, we have a deadline and we have to meet that deadline. It isn't a movable deadline. And I I don't think certain people who don't work in the events industry realize that. No. You know, if if we've got to stay up until 6 o'clock in the morning for an event that's starting at 7 o'clock, that's what you do. You know, yeah. because the job has to get done. And sometimes it isn't even our personal part of the project that we're working on until that time. We may be finished. We may be ready to go home, but realize that some of our peers who are also responsible for a part of the project are struggling. And it's that collective ownership, you know, yeah. that collective ownership over we have to get the project done that will see us ordering pizzas in and staying up until the early hours, even if it's just helping in with manual labor, not in, yeah. even on the technical side of things. I think the events industry is something that people don't fully understand unless they work within it. And it is a bit, gets a bit like a family, doesn't it? It's kind of, it, it is a nice feeling. It's it's hectic and stressful, but it's quite cohesive. It's not, It's nice. 
Yeah, and I mean, people may say, you know, in terms of, oh, so you and Ellen must have known each other for years. You must have, you know, to, to do something like this. But I think we've only actually known each other for about just over four years now, haven't we? I think it's something around about I that time. It's four or five years ago when we first met. Yeah. And that was through yeah. some sort of... Networking th- again. Networking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And But it was a long time after that before we started working together, um, which often happens. You meet someone and you kind of think, yeah, I could work with them, but the right opportunity doesn't come up. And then suddenly, three years down the line, something does. And we're you think we're doing this. Mm. <laughs> and here we are now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think you will find those characters. Those characters will, will stick with you, will stick in your mind. The people who, you know, even, you know, I, I've promised that we're not going to get into, you know, the whole discussion around COVID and lockdown. But even during this period, you know, there are some individuals that I've met because I've taken the opportunity to network. I've taken the opportunity to speak to people. And there are individuals that I have never met in person mm. because I've I've discussed items and, and topics and their backgrounds with them during lockdown. And I would have no hesitation picking up the phone and having conversations with them about a project now. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you get to you get to engage with an individual on a personal level. And I've always been a believer that people buy from people. And that's Absolutely. the same with the, yeah, it's the same with a working relationship. You know, you, you engage with someone, you get that feeling that, yeah, I could work with them. Yeah. And at some point in the future, it will happen. Um, and some of the best relationships I've had are, are probably 15, 16 years on now. Yeah. From a first introduction. You know, and they're like us. It didn't happen overnight. You know, we just kept seeing each other on a certain project or a certain venue. And then we just sort of said, why aren't we doing something together? Yeah. You know, and and we did. And that relationship just develops from there. And I think you get you stick with them, don't you? You you get a a bank of people around you that you can call on for help. um, And you just you become like this, almost like a separate company together. Um, even though you've all got your own separate businesses, you just work well together and, and it's a team. And I suppose that's some of what we want this podcast to be, you know, that learning and guidance that we can give to others. And I think that will probably be one of my first bits of learning and guidance I would give to people is as an events industry, we're, we're, we're an open book, really. You know, if we can support people, we try and go out of our ways to support people. You know, so any guidance or any advice or Sometimes even if it's just contacts, you know, do you know anyone who does this? We're an industry who will open that door and say, yeah. well, if I'm looking for, I don't know, a florist in Hanover, you know, I could look through my phone book and I'd, I'd be able to pull out a florist in Hanover, you know, or if it was a, a hostess in Paris, you know, or closer to home. Yeah, <laughs> well, let's let's be serious. We're talking about a sensible hostess here, you know, we're keeping it professional. Um but yeah, I think it's, it's that it's people, people go off recommendations. You know, we can all do a type into Google or any other search network, um, and, and try and find someone, you know, online. Mm. But the people who we work with, we trust. Yeah. And, and if, if it's good enough for them, sometimes it's good enough for me. Yeah. Recommendation, word of mouth, isn't it? Yeah. So that would be my first in terms of, you know, use the people around you, use your networks effectively. And if you haven't developed a good enough network, take the time to do that. You know, uh, invest time. Mm. And we've got a bit of it at the minute. Invest time to develop your network yeah. um, because they're the people who you'll learn from. And there's so much to learn. 
Um, I think one of my tips would be expect the unexpected, which is a bit of an annoying phrase, really, because what does that mean? But, you know, you've, I've found myself in situations through this career doing all sorts of nonsense stuff. I've, I've, I've had to bribe my way into communist countries. Um, I've had to bribe other people's clients' ways in as well at some times, um, sneaking people and smuggling people into countries. That's quite a good one. And um, you were having a go at me for hostesses in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to separate copulating dogs who were um, entertaining quite a high-profile clients I had, and uh, it was all a little bit embarrassing. That was that was an unusual one. Um, I've also really embarrassed myself before by being at an event where we had a dinner with the – it was in Laos, um, and we had a dinner with the Deputy Prime Minister, and – Wherever I travel, I always like to try and speak a bit of the lingo. And in Laos, it's almost impossible. Um, but I gave it a go. And to cut a long story short, I said the wrong thing or I said the right thing in the wrong way. I'm not really sure. But um, there was a kind of um, tumbleweed moment around the table. And someone politely told me later that I just said penis to the deputy prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, expect the unexpected and understand that um, it's a bit like Murphy's Law. If something can go wrong, it probably will at some point. Hey, but on my on my part, I would say to you, uh, but at least you made the effort. And I think when you're going, <laughs> I think when you're going to different countries, um, it's important to make an effort because yes. you'll be appreciated for making an effort. You know, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeless with my languages. I, I hold my hand up. I can understand quite a bit of French. I can pick up on what's been discussed Is in that German. from the hostess in Paris? Can we move on from that one? Um, <laughs> and the problem is the hostess in Paris is a good family friend, so no, we're, <laughs> we're not even going to go down that route. But in terms of uh, in terms of the other countries, you'll generally, if you're working in different areas, you, you need to become embraced in where you are. You know, yeah. you need to fit into their way of working. You know, you've got your own standards, but if you're working in a foreign country and un- try and understand the different standards they have, that doesn't mean lowering your own standards. Yeah. It's just about embracing yourself and understanding their culture. Yeah. It's, the, yeah, it's um, the culture thing, isn't it? That's the fascinating part of it, though. That's what makes it so exciting. And it's a good learning opportunity. Mm. You know, it's a great learning opportunity. I mean, the fact that I sit down at the end of uh, end of the day with still an hour of work to do and some of my German guys are having a beer while they're finishing off, we would just wouldn't do that on site in the UK. We'd wait mm. until we finished the job and we were off and we'd have a drink back at the bar. But anyway, you know, that's enough from the learning side of things. I don't want to give too much away and we're going to get some great learning and guidance from some of our guests. But I do want to touch on some of the guests that we've got coming up because I'm excited. You know, the fact that they range so far and wide, you know, which was, again, one of our, our agendas when we pulled it all together, that the events industry is so wide. It's it's It takes into um, so many different parts of the industry, but it's also not a UK industry. This is a worldwide industry, and I think that was important that we pull on that as well. So, yeah. you know, we've got, we've got guests who have an MBE, you know, we've got guests that have have been working in the industry longer than I've been alive. We've we've got guests who uh, are based in South America. Um, we've got other guests that are working for international companies. I'm I'm really excited with the the breadth of uh, of different different colleagues. I would like to call them. You know, they're not guests because you know they're, they're peers. 
the yeah. people who we respect, uh, the people who I'm sure we will find out more about than we ever thought we knew uh, with some of the questions <laughs> that we've got lined up. And and my hope is is that people who are listening will, as I say, if they can take a smile away from some of the some of the experiences that these guests share and take a bit of learning away. You know, we never stop learning, so try and embrace some of the uh, information that's shared. And uh, let's have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. The thing is, like you say, the, the industry is so diverse. Um, the, the, there are just so many different facets to it and, and so full of interesting people. And it's really, really exciting. Um, so I'm really looking forward to speaking to some of these people. It's going to be great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm quite happy for people to throw suggestions at us as well. You know, we're, we're just, we're just beginning to go through our phone books, you know, and we're contacting, uh, colleagues and friends and saying, do you have a spare, you know, half an hour, three quarters of an hour to come and chat with us? Um, but there'll be others that listeners will know as well who think they'd be a really good guest. They'd, they'd have some really good stories mm. and really good experiences. So we're interested to hear that as well, because like the listeners, we'll be listening too. We'll be learning. We'll be really engaged in these conversations and we want a smile on our face, you know? So that's the hope, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a timeout from all the pressures that are going on at the minute um, and leave with a smile on the face. Yeah. If it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Yeah. You never know. Depending on what time of the day we record it, we may have a gin and a beer in our <gasps> hand as well. So we don't know where that might go. <laughs> chin chin but yeah so hopefully that gives uh that gives people a little bit of an idea in terms of what we're what we've got planned um we do hope you enjoy uh the the conversations that we have the individuals that we have on um please subscribe so you can be kept up to date with it it's going to be a weekly podcast um with someone new every week um and let us know your thoughts let us know your feedback and you can follow us via the podcast and we also have the social media links and the website as well so yeah look forward to it great see you soon the events insight was brought to you by 67 pr and saywood marketing and events if you like this podcast please subscribe write a short review and spread the word 